It is Friday the 24th of February uh, 2017 and this is episode 303 of Digital Outbox. had one of those moments um normally it happens earlier in the year this is the first time i got confused about the year you know when you're in school and you always you, you went through a stage of always writing the previous year well i nearly said it then got through the first two episodes or whatever and now i'm mucking up i'm chris mucking up as ever joined by ian to stop me mucking up too much oh i know i think i'll be mucking up uh, a little, little bit tired long week and i totally agree because yeah. although the weird thing is i never write anymore i never write the date anywhere <laughs> yeah why would you it's just like what's writing yeah yeah <laughs> yes indeed anyway 2017 who knew um yahoo <laughs> who knew a st- sort of tripping and stumbling onwards with their woes and and uh you know bad stuff about their internet loss of see yeah already having trouble talking loss of passwords so we already know that they lost a great many passwords like billions of passwords uh, and they've obviously been taken over by Verizon, but there's been a new um, sort of warning letters being sent out because they've had they've kind of figured out that some people have been uh, had had their, those passwords used, so they've had to send out additional uh, messages to people, full disclosure and all. Yeah, so this is um, this is around forged cookies. The bit I laughed about was that the, the mail that they sent out, and I didn't get one of the mails, but but um, as we have previously disclosed. Our outside forensic experts, well, clearly because you've got none inside, <laughs> have been investigating the creation of forged cookies that could have enabled an intruder to access our users' accounts without a password. Hmm. Fantastic. Good job. Good job. Um, and, so, and, and so ultimately, the, the, it's looking like there's a, it's, the article said 250 million discount. Um, which just shows you yes you discount so 250 million so therefore someone's putting a price on a billion accounts and it ain't that high really yeah. no so basically you can you can lose almost all your users details <laughs> and it'll only cost you i don't know how much the whole uh, deal was i can't remember what it was probably it's four it's four billion yeah, so it's, it's not a, that much off yeah. you know it's not a, and fair enough i think i think if you go back three four years it was talking you here if you go back 10 years it was talking you who getting bought for you know, lots of billions. Mm. So it is, it is well just... And and I read this and think, I do need a leaf flicker as much as I, I love my photos getting all the hits. Like I say, horse bolted. Screw it the, the horse has bolted, but it just feels like... Um, you should support like a firm that... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that that's... But, but then there was like... But I got... I, all my edge covers got, got linked the other day and they got like 80,000 hits in a day. <laughs> Yes, and you, you get that, that kind it, of. It, it does nothing for me, because, apart from strokes my ego. That yeah, yes. you scanned all those covers. It's yeah, not yeah, even. Yeah. It's not even a photo. <laughs> Look at my photos. That's my art. <laughs> <laughs> Cloudflare, another company that should be doing better. They uh, they secure the internet with uh, DDoS protection. Basically, they act as an interface between you, your websites, and the real world. And they say that they protect you uh, from a, you know somebody attacking your own website. Well. Looks like um, they have had a weakness which has been leaking uh, users' passwords. The biggest problem with this being that they work with some really big, quite big firms. So uh, Fitbit, Medium, Zendesk, all sorts of different firms have Cloudflare in between. 
Um, and potentially for, I think they said through February, there was some really quite strong leaks going on. Uh, that was February, was it last year? Anyway, it doesn't really matter when it was, I guess. It's just a low percentage of, of things. I think it's due to a memory leak, but low percentage of, of actually due to the, you know, the, the total number of requests they get. But yet, because they get so many requests, even a low percentage is an awful lot of data. Uh, and that also got picked up by the search engine. So they've been working with Google and Bing and all those people to try and expunge uh, these leaked... Because they're basically plain text leak when it when it happened. Um, and they're trying to expunge them from the search results. Uh, so really not good. No. Uh, so and so I actually... I, take my hat off to Cloudflare. So as you said, they, they protect the internet, protect us, but their blog post was amazingly detailed. Mm. You know, it was like full disclosure. <clears throat> he says losing his voice. It was full disclosure. It was, uh, you know, in gory detail what had happened. They didn't try and hide anything like you're here. So it's a total contrast to what happens with you're here, but they've kind of kept it hidden for many years. And, you know, it's almost kind of like, yeah, we have to tell people now. Mm. Um, so it was uh, Google's um, security team had um, detected this, got in touch with Cloudflare. Um, they worked on fixing it. Um, the bug's called Cloudblade. As you said, they had to clean up search, you know, results. And it's it, the stats are boggling. You know, so they're saying around one in every th basically three and a half million HTTP requests um, potentially resulted in a memory leakage, which sounds tiny. You know, mm -hmm. so it's point oh. Or, or, or three yeah. percent of requests. So really small, but then at the peak, which was during this February thirteenth, February eighteenth, um, we're doing one hundred and twenty thousand leakages of a piece of information for one request per day. So it starts to it's it's a volume. It's a volume that yep. goes through Cloudflare. And um, so I've actually had a couple of emails already saying change password. Not that there's any evidence that anybody has my password, but basically the best advice is um take the weekend go and yeah, change they, they've got no proof of it leaking but then again they've got no proof that it hasn't this is the problem with it there's they've obviously can see that no one's deliberately tried to exploit it but if someone did see that data and captured it then there's no saying that they won't have taken it and it is all plain text they're talking about uh quite embarrassing for them as a company um i guess they've done best practice as far as uh, they they only kept it quiet for as long as it took them to solve the the issue and make it you know clean it up clean up afterwards which is i guess more um you know more we want to see as consumers you don't want to you don't want them disclosing before they've had a time to fix it yet they also prioritized it high enough but like i say for them i'm assuming it's not going to be enough to wipe them wipe them out but it's not not a good thing to have on your cv no, I mean, you, you mentioned some of the big players that, that work with them, but there was um, 4,280,000 possibly affected websites. Mm. So it's... Oh, it's mad. They, I mean, they, they are huge. Huge. You know, they really are. They, huge. Because they offer such a wide-ranging service, basically. Yep. Um, Zuckerberg has been out um, basically saying he's worried about the fact that we've we've there's a direction against globalisation at the moment. And he would like to see that rebooted so that we actually, as the human race, are looking towards globalization as well to solve our problems rather than see them as the source of our problems. And he's kind of outlined a manifesto about how he might go about doing that and helping with things like Facebook and, you know, other services, uh, trying to get rid of this whole, you know, this echo chamber bubble thing and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, he went into quite some depth about 
you know he feels there is part, you know he plays a role in this and he can play a role in trying to uh, twist things back to uh, you know how how he sees the world yes so five and a half thousand words i will admit i did not read five and a half thousand words from mr zuckerberg um and and some of it was some of it as you say wasn't went into detail but then some of his aims i think he had five aims it was all about communities mm. it was community 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 and the, the more I see him do, the fact that he's got a kind of press team following him around, the fact that he's got a team that looks after his kind of social presence, I still, th- yes, he's a big businessman now and and he needs that. I still think he's going to run, you know, for some sort of political thing at some point. I don't see it. No, I don't I, I, who knows? There's, there's so much that can happen. It's a, it there's a rumour felt... train going around that, yeah, that he, he might run in 2020 or something, but... There's, I just, just so when much you've, that he's you've, done, but you're, you're, when you're a businessman, you've made it successful. He doesn't have to do that. That's the the only thing can happen is that. Like Bill Gates didn't really do that. He did, you know, he went down the kind of charity, um, you know. No, absolutely. Route. But then, but then it's just it's when I look at things like you know, I'm going to tour all fifty states to understand and connect with people and mm. understand what yeah, the real issues are, and then and then he brings this out. And the other thing that made me chuckle was. It was like every news organization, I, I, as in big news organization and all the tech news sites said, exclusive, we had a chat with Zuckerberg. <laughs> and, and, and then you realized it was everybody yeah. had an exclusive, like, you know, I guess it was two minutes, five minutes, mm. you know, all timed around this article coming out. And then everybody's articles hit as well. It was like, wow. Very, really very is. coordinated uh, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, very uh, in, very a, in a non-political way doing a, a very politically orchestrated thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so I've seen tech people doing that before. And the only time is usually when they're launching something or when they're on a bit of a defensive. So think back mm-hmm. to like Apple's days with the phone gate and Samsung. Yes. With yeah, some very, very controlled. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really like on message. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them just want to see Samsung. You've seen their latest adverts. Yeah, it's all, it's all about just, QA. <laughs> yeah, we test. Yeah, I I understand that people. I mean, consumers traditionally have quite short memories on some things. Do you think that? They? But do you think that draws attention to it, or do you think it reassures? What else could they do as an advert campaign? Though you know, I think it's fair enough. What, what else? Get 2016. It was a horrible year. <laughs> Look at Trump. <laughs> Look at the news. Honest, Samsung honest adverts. They don't want to dwell on you know how. <laughs> Their phones exploded, but you know they just want to say we're testing. That's kind of yeah, what I see. There's, there's an we're going way off topic, yeah. but I think that's because we're going to go rambly and we're tired. But uh, see, there's an Apple phone exploded that they're uh, investigating. Well, I think that we've already had them in the past. They just exploded in a more controlled way. Um, I, I, yeah, I think there was one. There's ones off, and people but when they do the investigation, they usually say it's you know a non-standard charger or it was yeah. taking abuse or it's damaged and we can see the damage was a physical bit of damage this looked like a pretty virgin iphone wow. so we'll see can't wait for them to be banned on flights how much how much fewer will come up there amazing oh it'll be huge whatsapp has launched status um this is effectively a clone of snapchat stories um now i said that like i know what i'm talking about <laughs> got a clue what those words mean <laughs> Um, Snapchat stories. Do you use? I don't. What are they? So, it, 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 do you use Instagram? No. Right. Okay. So, Snapchat stories were basically. So, Snapchat you could go and put up. Remember, it started off. You could put up a thing for twenty four hours and it disappeared. And I know and that was their unique for, calling card. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of lots of kids loved it. As in, you know, like trend of youth because you could. There was no traceability of things. You could send a message and all that kind of stuff. Stories were much the same, but. 
you could chain together like photos and videos so you did get a kind of almost like a, here's what's happened throughout the day mm -hmm. uh, and it was just kind of time thing and you could respond to it and um, Instagram cloned it so you've got an Instagram story almost exactly the same front end and interface and everything like literally somebody took a photocopier and just went <laughs> well, I want that and now WhatsApp's done the same yeah, okay. so it's quite interesting that WhatsApp have done it because Instagram did it and it's like how many times are, are basically Facebook going to copy Snapchat in some way mm. Because they're all on Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook themselves. They've all copied a lot of what Snapchat does in the front. And I think it's just back to that was the one thing that, that Facebook couldn't buy and they saw it as a threat. So it was like, just just copy it. And why not if it's working? And I, I guess it's not something they've obviously figured a way of actually blocking people from copying it. You know, again, I, it just seems like nowadays people just yeah are able to copy it. It's not, not an issue. Um and fair enough too but it yeah. doesn't so it's it, it's, it's much it's the same the anyway. only thing they've, they've mentioned is it's encrypted yes so this you this know, time it's end-to-end -end encrypted yeah 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 uh instagram gonna let you upload 10 photos at once uh i guess they wanted people to re-engage with their service and therefore they've just sort of added the ability to upload more photos um again i don't from a usability are people crying out for that i mean is it is it noticeable that you have to do it one by one or whatever it is so yeah so in the in the past i guess what got popular on instagram was the, the kind of add-on apps that allows you to split them you know mm, like you could yes. have like one main and those, little yeah, ones yeah, yeah. And, and you can now do that in the, the, the kind of front end instagram it's right, all built okay. in so you can select two or three and, and title them or you could make a boomerang video um and again if you look at a lot of what the stories have ended up some are doing video there's quite a lot of the video actually but there's also quite a lot that just photo 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 so instead of there was always this thing instagram was uh for a lot of people it was like their best photo you put your best photo on mm -hmm. and then when the instagram stories came along actually you could put 20 up there because they just kind of disappear after 24 hours um and instagram so actually the the kind of story i liked on this was the recode one because the head of product at instagram had said back in december um, we don't just want better quality. We want the images. We want you must post all your images to Instagram. It's not just about the one best image. They're mm. just wanting traffic. They're wanting images. They're wanting the stories. They're wanting. And I do think I do think I I still I still love Instagram. I still think it's a you know a really great. But know, would you love it if it starts getting really spammy and it's just you know the same photo um, after same photo, just slightly different. Uh, I guess the ones that I've seen people posting, it hasn't felt like, you know, like same photo. It has been someday, you know, touring through a mountain, you know, and you're seeing the different images and stuff. Right. The other thing I will say about Instagram, it's the one place where I see when you get like a, a spammer commenting on you, and there are lots of spammers, mm -hmm. but you report them and they take action within sometimes minutes, but usually within, you know, four or five hours. So it keeps, and it's, keeps things uh, much more tidy. Yeah, so you're getting so it's the same spam comment you get on you know all the other services, Twitter, Flickr, all that kind of stuff. But you report them and they actually take mm -hmm. them down. So it's it, it's I don't know. Quite a, I find it quite a you know I don't know nice refreshing little, clean area to play with. Yeah, it's just a nice positive yeah. place. You need to get your Instagram account sorted before you you. I've got one go, somewhere. I, I, before you go go karting this year, yeah. that sounds that's terribly dismissive. I've got some somewhere. 
Google and Bing are going to demote pirate sites uh, within web searches. So this has been a sort of bane of um, the phonographic industry and, you know, movies and, and, and music, basically, that when you search on Google, you could get places which were advertising sort of pirated content. Uh, and that was often appearing above legitimate content. Well, they've done a deal and uh, Google and Bing have agreed to sort of demote any sort of illegal sites below kind of paid for sites. I don't think I have uh, too many issues with this, to be honest. Um, no, no, I, th- I actually wondered because I'm this, I, I've got the same view as you, but I'm pretty sure a few years ago it would have been like disgraceful open internet. Mm. Just, just, just let the you know if I search for something, it shows it. But I think true when you know if if it completely hides a link. So if say there was no legitimate place to uh, get it, and you wanted to watch it, I, I don't see too much with showing a link for in that case. But it seems from what I'm reading here that it's just reversing the kind of you know you'll still find it in the rankings. It's just going to be effectively have its uh, you know some of its priority removed. Yeah. So I guess if you're wanting to see something like, you know, Trainspotting 2, and you, just it, go it would to, show you all this... Just go to the 10th page of the search results to start yeah, there. Well, and it'll show you all the cinema things first, and mm. you'll just be like, oh, I'm going to have to drag my fat ass out and go and watch it in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I've got too many issues, other than it, it is it is the success of lobbying and just completely, you know, repetitive lawsuits and all those kind of things eventually done what they wanted to do uh, as long as it doesn't ban a search result and it just a- affects its ranking and i guess putting illegal stuff below legitimate stuff is is seems reasonable anyway. yeah uber has launched an invest urgent investigation into sexual harassment so this is the ongoing woes of Uber at the moment. So uh, Susan Fowler, as former um, site reliability engineer, basically said that she had faced uh, sexual discrimination at work, uh, you know, quite serious um, levels and left. And she said she reported it all to the HR, but but Uber did nothing to, to stop this and, in fact, just quietened it off and just did things badly. They're saying they're now launching an investigation after allegations. She basically put a post up on a blog, um, and now they're reacting to that post. Yes, this Uber's always had a bit of a whiff, and um, but this blog post was. Are we saying that just because of recent things, or is it has it always had a whiff? No, it's always had a bit mm-hmm. of a whiff, and and some and some of it's been around the kind of practices, you know. So like on. You know, you know, there's there's been lots of people suggesting that when when they moved into an area where they had competition, you know, maybe like them and Lyft, yeah. they would do things like they would employ their staff to phone Lyft and and ask for rides and not turn up, mm. kind of thing, and just kill the competition off how, by however means mm. necessary. And as I said, Uber's always had a bit of a whiff. The, the Trump stuff recently, I think a lot of people are like, right, it's a fantastic service, but you know, enough's enough. Uh, and again, we saw with that that it seemed like the guy backed out of you know working with Trump, you know when when actual accounts were getting deleted. Mm-hmm. And this post, I mean, it is a pretty shocking post when you're reading through it. You know, like day one, um, when when Susan Fowler joined her team, you know, her, her boss is basically saying an open relationship, can't find partners. How about it? Day one. They say they're allegations at this stage until yeah until yeah they're allegations and 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 yeah right it is one person's word against nobody no reason moment. to disbelieve her and there's obviously no. they've seen it enough in it to raise an investigation but yeah it it's almost like 
they get we you know like like you're saying that you get the feeling they're a company stumbling through things at the moment rather than being proactive and like living on the edge a bit too you know and over the edge in many cases and and not dealing with things until they physically have to deal with them yeah absolutely and there's a whole when there's a as when you read through the post it is horrible you know it's like you know eventually she gets blamed and saying it's her fault and you know shouldn't be keeping records and things and you know and lots of people were pointing out an hr you know an hr team's not there to represent the people but it's to keep the company you know keep the company right and protect the company ultimately and, and there's a whole as, as you said there's no investigation with with a number of external people involved uber are having to go very much on the defensive again and um, so even now i don't know if you saw the screenshot a couple of days ago that when you go you delete your account it actually referenced and how horrified they are about the, the account from Susan Fowler and how they're doing everything to fix this. And here's the independent people they've brought in to do the inquiry. Yeah, okay. So yeah. clearly there must be, again, uh, an uptick on, you know, folk leaving the service. Um, they, they wouldn't put that there for no reason. And on another kind of angle, they are being uh, sued by effectively Alphabet, so Google's parent company, Um against the calculated theft of their self-driving technology. So um, kind of a bit, uh, you know, the the summary of it is someone worked at uh, Google self-drive the day before they left, downloaded a ton of stuff onto a USB stick, tried to cover their trail, or this is the alleged uh, sequence of events, uh, tried to cover their tail and then went to work or set up a new company that effectively went into self-driving trucks and Uber has then acquired them, and there was meetings between this this chap who left and Uber uh, before he took that content. So that's what's been alleged. Uh, they reckoned it was 9.7 gigabytes of sensitive, secret, valuable in, in stuff, including circuit board diagrams and all sorts for their their lidar, so the eyes of this these self-driving vehicles. So again, pretty serious um, allegations, uh, and it's going to be taken to court. So. Uh, that's the current sort of lawsuit that's been dropped, and uh, you know, again, a bit whiffy. And for Google to come out and do this on Alphabet, they're going to be know, pretty sure about called... it. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've, they must think they've got mm. everything they need to say. Right, enough's enough. Um, and it's weird because it, because in some ways, so Google have been taught about the self-driving cars for what. Three years, two, yeah, at three least years. I think three, at least three. Kind of drip feeding mm. stuff, and a couple other people have been doing the same. Like Tesla's constantly drip feeding and improving, and Uber just kind of came out and said, "There's a self-driving car, and we're out in San Francisco, and we're doing it." Mm. And, and it was like, "Wow!" And 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 you know, you start to think, "Is that is that because you basically copied a design from elsewhere and and managed to catch up in all that research?" And again, putting two and two together, but I, I, I'm amazed. Google's not the type of company that would just you know, they are probably one of the. I don't think they're speculative. Go. They're not after the win because of money, right? They're they're not. No, it's not it's like they're a, these people that say exactly. I've got a copyright and I would like to sue Microsoft because they're using that copyright. It's, yes. it's 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 kind of the other way around. This is, you know, and you know the fact that they've outlined the case and you know all that kind of stuff. Anyway, goes to court. We'll see what happens once it gets there. Jaguar has launched in-car payments so at Shell gas stations gas stations at Shell petrol stations in the UK <laughs> so you can pretty much now you want some gas <laughs> you want gas 
you can rock up to a Shell uh, petrol station and using your in-car sort of systems, you can actually pay for your petrol rather than having to either get your wallet out and put the card in the system on the self-pay ones or go into the actual uh, booth. Should we call it booths? <laughs> uh, to go and pay pay a person. Uh, so kind of showing the direction that we're going to go in and if it's got it's on paypal or apple pay at the moment but it will come to android uh, and it's obviously going to get wider across your cars and it's it's a bit like going into now a, you know a bar and you pay by just doing contactless payments now you can go up a petrol station and do the same it, it all makes sense it's all quicker and uh generally makes things a lot easier if as long as all the system work anyway yeah and I, 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 I just say i was i was sitting in the car park last night over over in a shopping centre and I thought Deliveroo and just just picked what I wanted and just Apple Pay yep. and it was like that's done that's easy as pie um, I, all I was going to say I, I've never seen a self-paying pump in the UK a self-pay pump as in where Not you self-pay as in a, as in a really a, like the, where do you yeah. live they're everywhere it's, I hardly ever have to I know talk to someone bizarre. Now. I have only seen it in America. No, <laughs> all the time, all the time now. Well, the, down south then is where it's, where it's at for that. Uh, yeah, it's very. It's, in fact, it's quite rare not to have them now. And um, the 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 most common thing is when they run out of paper and therefore they they say out of service and you still have to go to the booth, which is a bit annoying. It's a, 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 I, I feel like I live in the yeah. sticks. I've I have not seen. You've got since. internet, Honestly, but you haven't. Got- <laughs> I've not seen one since uh, me and a couple of mates, Jack and Hamid, were in America and we pulled wow. over at a, a gas station. We'll call it a gas station, and 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 there was nowhere to pay. I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> what and we, we went do? up to the booth yeah. and there was no booths. And I was like, "What?" And it was just to put a card in. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god! You, oh my god!" Yeah, it's this good. Is amazing. So much better. Um, Amazon. Uh. The new Fire TV stick is going to add voice control, so it's going to have Alexa bumped in there. Um, you don't need a, a dot or an Alexa device in your house. It'll just actually work through the uh, TV device. Um, there you go. It's a cheap way cheap way of having voice control to your TV. Yeah, it's only 40 quid. Come out in America, I think it was, was it November, October. So it's good to see that Amazon are actually starting to more aggressively bring things out quickly yeah so you talk to the remote basically yeah there we go wonderful <laughs> and and most of the folk and i must i know lots of people with amazon fire sticks now mm. and it's just so they get cody so cody is just like oh cody's everybody's just like, oh i've got cody box yeah <laughs> no cody box seems to be a thing oh it's a thing <laughs> Uh, enough of a thing that it was on Radio 4. There you go. That's how much of a thing it was. Right. EE are going to put balloons and drones up to help fix uh, mobile black spots. So they reckon a a fleet of blimps can bring coverage to rural areas and also areas where you've got like sporting events or something where you're bringing lots of people together and they struggle with the reception based on their existing networks. Um, They haven't quite figured out how they're going to get around some of the sort of uh, flight restrictions and things like that but but nevertheless they think this is the way forward and we've heard this before from other companies as well so uh they sounds like they're going to go ahead with it though and actually s- start using this in anger yeah uh, which sounds a good thing mm. as you said not, not not new but i think new in that it's not really been done to do widely this. or extensively yeah no and they want to do it this year uh, as as you said the challenge is things like sporting events because they're not allowed to put a drone up yes 
I mean, Australia were doing this for the outback at some place, and if you can get a signal to across the outback, then you can blue and well get it to like a house in Wales, which is really not that far from civilization, uh, you know. No, but I, but I do wonder. I mean, what they're saying is that balloons balloons are more weather resistant than the drones, although um, lightning strike can be a risk. But I still think I think stadiums will end up being balloons will be the answer. Yeah, because because a a balloon's allowed because it's a nice friendly balloon, and a drone is like evil and will attack you. <laughs> Apple's new campus, the Apple Park, will open in April. So that's been confirmed. It's going to be a big operation, though. This is a massive building, and it's taking 12,000-odd employees. So they reckon it's going to take six months to even start properly having moved everyone in and sort of things. But uh, it's got a big old theatre in there ready for their product releases and product announcements and stuff. So, um, yeah. And the theatre's called the Steve Jobs Theatre. Yes. There you go. So that's nice. It looks, I mean, the, the building looks, you know, amazing. Yeah. I would I would like to work there. It does look amazing. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, a lot of people would like to work there, but I bet it's not as good as you think it's going to be. Oh, do you think? Do you not think so? To work for Apple? Mm. I think it would be probably... <laughs> no, I don't I'd... mean to work for Apple, but I mean In that building? The, sure. Um... Why not? Yeah. yeah why not? Uh, right. It's time. Time for... Talking point. We need a we need a we need a jingle. Um, today's actually Steve Jobs' birthday. Is it? Yeah. Mm, happy birthday. That, that could be the talking point. No. Our talking point is going to be something that Bill Gates uh, said. Uh, this was it this week. I think it was this week. Um, he basically he was thinking about sort of the future of uh, you know automation and how uh, effectively robots can and probably will be used to replace uh, tasks and do tasks that humans do now. And what does that mean for our societies? And uh, and he could have took an angle on it that anytime a robot takes a human uh, job, the company who's operating that robot should pay tax for that robot. So that, com- that robot effectively should pay tax um, and, he, you know, his argument being, you know, you take away that person's job. Society suffers because we don't get the taxes from that person being employed. Therefore, let's not let society suffer. Let's uh, let's say companies have to pay a tax on their robot employees. Um, and he reckoned that would solve. Therefore, you know, you can keep your, your, your society and, your, and all the kind of things that we need and we need taxes to pay for uh, and almost like free up the human people to do other things that we do need human interaction on things like uh social care and you know other other things that need that that human touch i think it's a bit bonkers and i think it's also not going to be accepted by companies i'd also say when when a certain like windows 3 and windows 95 and all these products came out did anybody sit there and say <laughs> how many jobs yeah, is that I've, taking away? <laughs> yeah, let's 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 go and tax any time you of buy the abacuses, Windows, man. Think of the abacuses. Anytime you buy a, a, a copy of Windows, you're going to have to pay income tax for the people it's replaced, and nobody did. And no. I, I, as you say, I I think it's a bit bonkers. I I, I just 
I, I don't really get how you because because then you would you'd end up in whole lots of categorization about what's a robot and what's not. Yeah. So how do you, yeah you know, how do you end up defining all this? I think I mean history is littered with uh, technological progress. You think about the Luddite riots of you know in 1875 when the seed drills got brought in and replaced the whole ton of humans that lived in the countryside and and basically one thing leads to another often and and what that did and okay it it's it causes what could be you know untold damage to communities that have relied on those kind of jobs in the past and again and we'll see that in the motor industry and we'll see it elsewhere spreading more and more uh, that when automation properly kicks in and robots really are doing all of this you do cause massive damage to people however it that, that's I say short term, and I mean this in the human short term. For that, that could be you know cause untold damage to that person's life and to their family, and even to the you know to their their, their children, their children's lives as well. So it's not to be short sold. This what what kind of effect it has. Yet in the slightly sort of middling term, what it does is it moves and frees up that labour to then go and do other things. And that that in you know when talking about the sort of luddite riots we're talking that kind of fueled the industrial revolution because there was a whole ton of people that were then able to do factory work in cities um and who knows maybe it lessened human uh life lives and livelihoods uh, as because now they're working in factories rather than out in nice fields and open air but nevertheless that's what it did and it's led to where we are today so i see it as the same again you free up that human resource and that human resource is then available to go and do other things you don't necessarily need to solve the short term uh, because there'll still be enough people paying taxes yeah and i also think that, that i mean there's a lot of jobs that people are doing right now that aren't nice jobs you know that are you know manually hard and difficult they are damaging to your health that wouldn't it be great if you could you know get a robot doing it, it does free that person up it does let them go and do other things and i also think we've touched on it before the, the way tax works has to change you know, that's, you know, the the whole... Uh, you get down to it. I think the whole way our society structure needs to change, but that's a, yeah, bit, that's but, a little but bit revolutionary. Around, <laughs> yeah, but specifically, specifically around tax, yeah. I just think there's a whole other things right now that, that, that don't really work. You know, so, you know, I could be buying stuff from abroad. You know, we could be buying something online. You know, we've seen it just recently with rates in the UK where, you know, something like Sainsbury's is getting punished with Amazon's rates are getting reduced. We're, we're, it, things are going to change you know we are going to see I think, quite radical shifts at some point um, I just don't think we're going to see a, a bunch of robots coming in and think yeah that's generating tax no I, I just I don't see it happening I think it's an interesting angle uh, and it is a way of preventing that short term pain uh, a little bit more you still you know even if robots paying tax you st- you're still going to then have people saying, well, that person's now not doing a job and, you know, they, they need to go and get a job doing something. So then you need to have, you know, that job provision. So really what they should be thinking about is what are we going to get these people doing when we take away a factory production line, which is not really an efficient use of human to to, to do a repetitive task again and again and again accurately. It, it actually, you know, has been proved to drive the human mad. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, you don't feel particularly, uh, you know, self-satisfied by jobs like that so no no and that and that and really that repetitive uh task is is what robots are very good at you know we'll see it i don't you know there you go there's interesting talking point i think i think he's a 
little bit bonkers for suggesting it. I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. And also, as you said, it's relatively short term, but they are talking about, you know, 2055 plus or minus 20 years. You know, so Look, this is a. Yeah, when I good say, when we're saying on. short term, I'd like to say, I mean, I'm talking about, yeah. you know, the. As things move on, 100 years is short term, right? Potentially. Yes, but it, from, a, from a family and, and local small to no, impact point totally it is, is massive it's you know, a bit like the mining industry and stuff like that that's caused you know that's we still got whole communities that suffer because of that and whole regions that suffer for that oh yeah i mean up here up here there's there's still still areas where either you know shipbuilding or the coal industry just just with it disappeared yeah. and devastated it. Yeah. And it's Same a, with steel. You know, all the big heavy industries that have disappeared is, is massive. And that's, you know, hundreds of years of pain on that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think robots paying tax would solve that problem either. No. Final thing before we call it a day then. Um, just. I'm also thinking, could a robot get done for tax? <laughs> yeah, well, a company certainly can, an organisation. Would we need to get a pension for, for robots when they retire? <laughs> when you retire, but... Yeah, and if you had one robot that had a thousand arms all doing different things, is that one robot's tax, or is that a thousand robots' tax? And that's what I meant about yeah. what's a robot. There you go. I should be in this industry. I, should, I know what. How, how they're never going to. They're never going to make it work. They could say it's no. how many jobs that those robots replace. That's what they would say. But then you could say, okay, well, I'm just imagining the human being got very, very efficient overnight, so it's only one job. I'm going to sack everyone. <laughs> <laughs> say that i ran my factory with one person then anyway. yes this is all things that would happen in real life so there you go uh yeah final thing before we wrap up it's be we just i just wanted to quickly cover off games what i have been playing so quite often in uh, i don't play games when they first come out i just sort of eventually get around to playing them when i fancy so there's never a you know a, an on the ball review as in when when the third thing's coming out but however there are things that I play and I enjoy and therefore it's worthwhile highlighting in this podcast. So in case you're in the same position that you don't play the games when they first come out and you just want to go and pick up a bargain bin, but um, whatever. So here are the things that I've been playing and what I think. So Firewatch, it was a great little uh, sort of just adventure story, really. So it was quite a nice concept. It's nicely realized uh, and it's a good story. You, you play it for the story more than the kind of en- any particular action. And it unfolds very nicely. It's a greatly paced little game. And you really want to find out what's happening. So uh, Firewatch is, is definitely worth one of that. And it's been in the bargain bucket. So you'll you'll see it um, sort of pretty cheap out there. Um, Overwatch has sort of taken over from Halo for yours and mine's spare time shooty shooty and I think we've mentioned it before and the presentation on Overwatch is pretty amazing and it's a game that gets deeper and deeper the more you play and you really realise that you're only ever scratching the surface of it you have to be a bonkers person to actually really understand everything that's going on in Overwatch But and the only thing I would add to that is and whether it's just because it got a bit long in the tooth for us or not, and I still have a, a big you know passion for Halo, but we don't moan as much. You know, no, we're, we're not seeing yeah, we're not money. seeing we're not seeing the performance issues that we got with Halo, and, and they were definitely were there. Yeah, so Halo is a very very precise. Uh, you know, you know, it's a shoot accurate shooting game and precise mechanic teamwork has yeah. a big effect on halo but overwatch is an entirely team specific thing as a character yeah. your your role is a team player and 
it doesn't really matter if one of your shots doesn't register because overall that means nothing. Whereas in Halo, that can mean the tipping point in a game, especially if it's repetitive. Um, so yeah, so it, it has been a, a lot cleaner. Although when you get spanked in Overwatch, it, you get properly spanked. It's, it's It can be pretty demoralizing <laughs> if you don't like losing like I don't. It can be pretty... Really? I've never noticed. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite. So this was a game I filled back in on Xbox, uh, sort of backwards compatibility. I'd I actually bought the game way back when on Xbox 360 and never completed it. And I'm quite glad I did go back and fill in that one. It's a, again, the whole Bioshock series for me is a great single player experience and uh, worth the effort. Um, and Bioshock Infinite, yep, got to the end. And yeah, there were bits of it that I found a bit repetitive, but, um, it, but overall it's, it's just another great single player game if you're looking for that. I've been filling in on Borderlands as well. Get another two games that I bought for xbox 360 never really played uh, however they have caused both borderlands 1 and borderlands 2 have caused me to rage quit repeatedly so it might be that they never gets the i never get Why? to the end i find it borderlands 1 its shooting is quite inaccurate and therefore can be frightening right. you feel a little bit on the back foot even uh, when you should be you don't you don't feel it's your fault and borderlands 2 they ration bullets and uh, ah, and gun okay. types and things to an extent that is now bugging me because uh, i should be able to complete sections of the game which i can't and i very nearly broke my mac top my mac top <laughs> my macbook pro uh, because i threw a controller and it actually hit it smack <laughs> on the screen which Ouch. made me stop and go <gasps> that would have been a very expensive rage quit that would have been a shocker. It was fine. Have, it did. It survived. It's all good. That, uh, that would have bit. That would have bit the burning like door. <laughs> yes, Red Dead Redemption. I <laughs> bought that out of uh, retirement. Thought I was going to get to the end. Got probably three quarters of the way through, and and then it's kind of faded away a little bit. But I still think that game's great, and I cannot wait for the uh, the new one. If you haven't, like, I think I've said it before. If you've never played Red Dead Redemption, it's now available on backwards compatibility. Go and fill that in in your life. It's great. And they're still seeing this year, right? For yeah, I think it's the end of this. Two. The end of this year. Yeah, end of this year. yeah, yeah. Uh, and just other things that I've tried out along the way and not really picked up or really got into, but this whole uh, the the Dota sort of um, thing, which is basically League of Legends. So again, it's it's basically teamwork uh, in a kind of wow effect you have you have your heroes and they all have special abilities and you you level up as you're going so there's dota i had a little tickle with uh it, it's just not going to be something i play it's one of the most widely played games in the world yeah I, it's not my thing and smite and massive were both exactly the same kind of games but just different takes on it so uh they they were both i think first person rather than third person uh or the, rather than the sort of god overview looking down they, they are kind of more the first person view a uh, bit but you know both interesting both again when you watch them being played professionally are pretty amazing games yet yeah, you have to spend a lot of time in injecting yourself in those universes to actually get anything out of them and finally i did download the halo's war to blitz beta and i think i played it for at least one and a half games and realized that i'm just not interested just again I, and from the reviews that i've seen now uh, of the actual final game it's it's almost one of those games that trying to please uh halo fans yet that means it doesn't please the uh you know your the fans of that type of genre of game and therefore they just end up they've not pleased anyone <laughs> i think i think mm. the reviews have been around you know the six out of ten type type arena uh anyway there you go and i'm i'm still now watching games probably more than i played them so 
there you go. Who knew Twitch is a thing? Is there anything over the next... Because the next month has turned into... I mean, March, March, it's not as big as Christmas, but it's... You know, it's end of Feb, March is a big time. They now think for gaming. it's almost like the bet. They, they, they. You either know that you're going to rock it at Christmas, or you think, right, no, give it till March, and that people have recovered from Christmas and now looking for the next thing. And games. And is, sometimes it's also the game isn't ready. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another... Yeah, they try and meet the Christmas, but they don't make it. Yeah. But Christmas is such a busy time. Actually, it's not really good gaming time. I don't think. I think it's more no, March is probably no. when you look at their stats, you probably find March is much stronger. Um, so you know we've got um, the new um, bio, oh, not Bioshock, the new um, what's it flipping called? M- uh, Mass Effect. Is it Mass Effect? Uh, yes. So Mass Effect and Andromeda. Yes. So that's that's the big thing in March. So that's twenty first. And there's a couple other things. Um, so there's a new Ghost Recon, which I know came out as an open... Yeah, they got the beta on now. Yeah, and I saw a couple of people, a couple of our friends were playing it and saying, really enjoying mm. it. So that's out actually not far. It's March 7th, so it's not far away. They can never recreate um, the one and two for me, though. <laughs> uh, no, no. But I'll be, I'll be interested to read the reviews and see if it's worthwhile picking up. You know, it's yes. one of those that... I that, quite enjoyed that, one of the single-player versions of Ghost Recon. I just don't think the multiplayer has ever called us back like it did in those early days. No, it didn't. It didn't. Nothing nothing back on around that. No. <laughs> um another one that is maybe more PS4 well, is PS4 so Horizon Zero Dawn um comes out next week and that That's been getting really good reviews. It looks yeah. amazing. So it looks an amazing game to pick up. Um the I guess the other thing is a week today I'll have my Nintendo Switch. Oh uh, yeah, so you haven't cancelled it. You didn't actually sell on your play. You've actually gone for it. Wow, you're gonna do it. I'm gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, why not? I'm right, intrigued. So it's a total midlife gaming crisis. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm intrigued. <laughs> um, and maybe it'll offer that little that n- nugget of a few games that actually just make it worthwhile on itself. Uh, you know, and I still there's still so much about it that I think is flawed. But also so much about it, I think it's genius. It's it's like, so it's like they released some of the download sizes of the first games, and one of the games that's coming out is bigger than the size of the Switch. So, wow! It's like, so 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 it's like so you have to buy a memory card. You will not. You know, it's like you have no choice. Yeah, that's almost like the hardware is not quite up to where it needs and to be. Isn't and, it? That- Exactly, and there's some bits of it. So some of the previews have come out this week and have been mostly positive. But then every preview has talked about how the left Joy-Con disconnects when it's docked and it's mm. a real issue. And you're like, that sounds not sounds a fundamental issue. That that sounds a bug. Um, some of the Zelda previews came out today. And actually, I, I laid some of my fears. I thought it looked really empty in the previews. Most were saying loads to do, but also probably the hardest Zelda game so far is actually you will die, you will get punished. It's not you just not going to breeze through it. And I thought, oh, I quite like that oh, idea. No, I hate that idea. That That's the worst thing for me in games. It's one of the things like Borderlands, if I had an easy option, if I could turn that to easy, I'd be playing it all the way from start to finish. I hate games that don't give me the option to make it easy because I am pretty rubbish at games and I don't like repeatedly dying i don't like having to read <laughs> redo my steps over and over again just because i'm bad so anyway. i quite fancy just buying one two switch just so me and shat can milk cows <laughs> it was it was certainly a memorable uh demo i jest i will not be buying one two switch so anyway yeah i'm quite excited and for you to have that and just hear your opinions on that and that's it's not very far away uh no no it's a week today and um, it should plop through the door there you go. Good. 
Okay, I think we've droned on enough about games, and there you go, a bit of a fill-in. Um, and I will obviously update if I carry, if I get dip into any other games that have <laughs> been sold months ago and and everyone else has forgotten about. Uh, there you go. Got any pick? I don't. You haven't got a pick today. No. So let's just uh, let's close this off. Digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us on Twitter, digitaloutbox.com. Um, I'm not going to say where you can find me because I don't really communicate in any other way other than the podcast. Ian, where can we find you? Um, so on Twitter, you'll find Chris at Cheesy UK <laughs> and his blog is academyrace.co.uk. When's your first race? Uh, April. I got, well, so first first outing is in March to do the official sort of test day. So it's, it's so not like far away. That's like your Yes, not far away. Any new liveries? You know, like, a bit like McLaren today? Any no, just a bit tidied up, that's all. Okay. Just tidy. Uh, my my Twitter is Sweeper and my blog is Indeed.net. Lovely. Okay. Thank you very much for getting this far and listening. We appreciate it. And we will uh, talk at you again uh, next week. Ta-ra. Farewell. Time for a walk. The sad thing is, I think I want to play Super Bomberman more than Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Rose tinted glasses. I, I, I told you it's a midlife gaming. That's Christmas. fine. You're allowed them. You've got the money to do it, rich boy. I, I, I'm just looking at, uh, at Funstock. So, so this is FunstockRetro.co.uk, and they're bringing out a 12-in-one retro gaming console. That will actually you put the cartridges in and it will actually rip the, rip the game off the cartridges and store them internally, or you can just load up everything with your with your with an SD card. But um, PC Engine, Turbo Graphics, um, NES, Sega Mega Drive, Sega Genesis, Famicom, Nintendo Game Boy, and more. And it's like that's quite tempting. Mm. It's 170 pound, but that's quite tempting. I could, I just I just remember whenever I spark up my old Mega Drive games or something, I always remember thinking it doesn't last. It's like, yeah, you get a bit of a hit of retro and then it's like done, done. Yeah, it's done. a bit rubbish. I prefer my new games. 